the gospel is Christ in me, Christ in me. We have been studying God's word like never before because God in his mercy has revealed to us the power of his word. Amen. More word, more love. More word, more faith. More word, more health. More word, more wealth. More word, more wisdom. More word, more life. More word, the more of everything pertaining to life on planet earth because all our prosperity is directly proportional to our soul prosperity and that is why our Lord Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things but only one thing is needed and that we sit at his feet and listen to his word. Amen. Amen. So pastor, does that mean if we do that one thing, we will not need anything else in life? That is not what Jesus meant. What Jesus meant when he said only one thing is needed, what he meant was if you can give God's word the first priority, then everything else you need in life will give you the first priority. Amen. So if you remember, we started studying God's word from the very basic definition of who is God, who are you, and who we are in Christ Jesus, what it means when God created man in Genesis chapter 1, what it means when God formed man in Genesis chapter 2, and then we saw how when Adam came into this world, he did not come into a world that was fully loaded, but he came into this world fully connected and the connection that Adam had was not an ordinary 2G or 3G or 4G connection, but the connection that Adam had was the G connection, the capital G connection, the God connection, the spirit to spirit connection and through the divine connection, Adam had access to see life's navigation, receive communication and had dominion because he constantly lived by revelation. And then we studied deeply on what is revelation and how important it is to live by revelation because revelation is not only a firm foundation but revelation is superior to any opposition for the gates of hell shall not prevail against the rock foundation called revelation knowledge. Revelation is the key to our possession. Revelation is the key to our inheritance. Amen. Oh, we've been studying and discussing a lot of stuff. If you have forgotten it and if you want to refresh your memory, let me tell you all of these valuable, precious treasures are available for you 
absolutely free online under the YouTube channel of Pastor Priya Abraham. I urge you, I encourage you, keep hearing, keep listening, keep chewing, keep churning, keep believing, keep meditating, keep sowing, keep God's word continuously rolling in your head and keep God's word continuously burning in your heart because by doing so you are gaining understanding and as you gain understanding you will start applying and as you start applying you will start to see the promises of God manifesting in your life if you believe that and if that made sense to you shout an amen, amen. wonderful wonderful I'm so excited this morning I'm so excited because there's nothing as beautiful, nothing as peaceful, nothing as meaningful as studying His Word. Amen. Amen. So if you're ready for God's Word, switch off your phones, tighten your seatbelts. We are about to go on a journey this morning. You know, the other day... <clears throat> Sitting around the dining table, my wife was so overwhelmed and she was sharing some testimonies with her mother. She was saying, see mom, when we wanted a laptop for the church, we only believed and commanded laptop come in the name of Jesus and the laptop came in the name of Jesus. We took our two major debts that was long pending and outstanding on our names for many, many years. And we said, you debts be canceled, be gone, be removed in the name of Jesus. And lo and behold, in the same year, both of those debts did not get supernaturally paid off, but both of those debts got supernaturally cancelled one after the other in the same year in the name of Jesus. And likewise, she was sharing so many testimonies of calling forth things which be not as though they are. And listening to those testimonies, my mother-in-law was so excited. She said, wait a minute. And she started calling everybody at home. She said, everybody come, listen to what Gigi is saying. She says, come, and it comes, it seems. And she was fully smiling because she could not believe it. But let me tell you, church, that's exactly how God operated in the beginning. It's God's M.O. You know what's M.O.? It's God's method of operation. Calling those things which do not exist as though they did. It's not my own statement. It's Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. The Bible says, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Oh, you must read that scripture with me. It's Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. I want all of you to read it loudly, slowly and clearly because they say there's nothing as effective as reading it loud to your own self. Yes, Romans chapter 4 
and verse 17. Let's shout it out. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. The Lord inspired me this morning to give the title for today's message as Call Those Things Which Do Not Exist. Amen. Amen. In other words, God never calls things the way it exists. He always calls things the way he wants it to exist. But somehow, for most of us, to call those things which do not exist seems to be a little crazy thing to do. We live in a world where if you tell somebody that I'm calling my needs into existence, they look at you in a different way and say, what's wrong with you? Man has gone so far from God that the things and the ways of God has become alien to him. Believe me, as pastors, we really have the privilege and the opportunity to counsel people throughout the week. And to most people, when we say, command the money to come in the name of Jesus, take up your authority and tell the devil to take off his hands out of your life. They shake their head with so much of unbelief and they say, pastor, do you know how hardworking I am? It's been more than 10 years. I've sacrificed my time with my family. I've sacrificed my time with my kids because I live abroad. And I've taken up the night shift, the weekend shift, the holiday shift, the regular shift. I've taken up every shift possible. And I've cut down on my dining, my clothing, my comfort, my luxury, my entertainment. And any of my colleagues will tell you that I've literally appeared like a fool in a foreign land just to up your cool in my native country. I've literally presented myself poor there just to present myself rich here. And in spite of doing all this, Pastor, I've not even cleared 25% of my debts. And my EMI is scheduled for the next 20 years just to have one good apartment here in Bangalore. And you're telling me that just tell your debts to be canceled and it will be canceled? Unbelievable, Pastor. Pastor, do you know the size of the mountain of my life, what I'm facing right now? Do you know how complicated my situation is? Do you know how much I have messed up my life? Pastor, do you know how many authorities and approvals and JCBs and bulldozers are required to move this mountain out of my life? And you're telling me, just speak to your mountain and it will throw itself into the deep sea. Pastor, have you lost your mind? Are you trying to tell me that what my years and years of study and my hard work and experience cannot do, mere words can get it done? How I wish it was that easy, Pastor, but what you're telling is unimaginable. Pastor, if you really know who I was and the way what I lived, even you would say that I am unforgivable, unbelievable, unimaginable, unforgivable. 
Oh my God. Let me ask you one thing. How can God's word be believable by a human mind in the first place? How can God's word be imaginable or comprehensible by a human brain? How can a mere man understand the things of an almighty God? When we cannot even understand the concept of an earthly scientist or a mathematician and we still keep failing in physics and max in spite of going to special tuition classes just because no matter how many times we read, we are just not able to get tan theta is equal to sine theta by cos theta, E is equal to mc square, where is E, where is mc, a square and b square and a to the b to the b to the c. When we cannot even understand the wisdom of an earthly scientist who has used only 3% of his brain and who has only discovered some of the laws of physics that is in existence. How can we understand the things of an almighty God who is the source of all wisdom and who neither sleeps nor slumbers and who brought those laws into existence? How can a mere man understand the things of God? In order to understand the things of God, you have to be God himself. If it was really believable, then why do you think God keeps on emphasizing in his word, believe, believe, believe. The word believe is written more than 250 times in his word. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believes shall not perish. Therefore they that come to him must believe that he exists. Fear not, believe only. Believe, believe, believe. Why do you think Apostle Paul wrote, I pray that you understand. Why he has to pray that we understand? Because naturally, it is not possible to understand. But thank God, today you and I, we can understand because it is not you. Today it is Christ in you. We are his offspring. So we can understand the things of God today. Amen. Now check out this. Now if I tell you, that the Queen of England is planning to build a 30, 40, 1,200 square feet double bedroom house here in Bangalore. Will you believe that? No, because you know that's not the standard of a queen. You see, you have no problem in believing the standard of an earthly queen. But why do you have a problem in believing the standard of an almighty God? Who has lost his mind? When you are telling me that I am unforgivable, what are you trying to say? Are you trying to tell me that the work what you have done is greater than the work what Christ has done? Are you trying to tell me that the price that Jesus paid is an underpayment that it cannot meet your needs? Whose blood are you talking about, church? 
who has lost his mind come to your senses the bible says for if by the trespass of one man death reigned through that one man how much more to those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life amen let me come back to the topic some days back one person in our church he walked up to us and he said pastor i really don't have the confidence to boldly tell loudly that i am healed because i am under regular medication and so if i say that i am healed then after having my dinner how can i tell my wife to get those tablets Oh pastor it breaks my heart because what i'm saying and what i'm doing is contradicting what i'm seeing and what i'm experiencing and what i'm speaking is not matching it's not relevant and it looks like i'm making a fool out of myself so pastor tell me truly do you really mean that even when i'm actually sick you want me to say that i am healed if so pastor it seems like lying to me no brother you are not getting what i'm saying let me tell you there's a vast difference between lying and speaking by faith a lie is meant to deceive someone a lie is designed to make someone believe something that's not true but to speak by faith is to simply speak words that agree with the word of god instead of agreeing with your situation and circumstances around you it's speaking from your spirit and not out of your flesh with what you see with your physical eyes and hear with your physical ears for the just shall live by faith and not by sight Amen. what did we just read god who gives life to the dead and calls which thing and calls which thing and calls which thing and calls those things which do not exist so when god almighty does not call the things that exist but calls those things which do not exist you tell me should we keep telling the sickness that exist or should we call for the health that should exist should we agree with the balance which we see in the account or should we call for the balance which we want to see in the account should we keep complaining and murmuring about the pain and the lack and the struggles of life or should we decree the favor and the abundant life that was purchased for us on the cross Oh church hear me when we are telling you to call those things which do not exist we are not teaching you to talk like the father of lies we are training you to talk like the child of the most high god Hallelujah. amen the world always wants you to keep telling the things that exist to keep you bound and dominated but god wants you to call those things which do not exist to reign and rule in life 
when you keep telling the things that exist you are operating out of your flesh going by the facts but when you call those things which do not exist you are operating from your spirit going by the truth for it is the spirit that gives life and it is the truth that can set you free when you keep telling the things that exist you are talking about the problem but when you call those things which do not exist you are talking to the problem oh the enemy always wants you to keep telling the things that exist to remind you of how weak and how poor and how sick and how sinful and how cursed you are but god always wants you to call those things which do not exist to remind you of how redeemed and how restored and how blessed and how righteous you are in Christ Jesus come on church he has not anointed me to preach the bad news the spirit of the lord is upon my life because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor to heal the broken hearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and to set at liberty to them that are oppressed oh is there somebody who knows his word today if you know his word you will know by now that the bible says let the weak say i am strong let the poor say Hey, I am rich. 